What's good, y'all? It's Aaron, a.k.a. Lost Homie, a.k.a. The Anime Anthology. And this pod was in the vault. It was originally supposed to be a Patreon exclusive, but that didn't really pan out. So I thought I would just give it to the people. All right. I do want to say some of the opinions in here, they've changed. They've changed. It's about two years old now. They've changed. However, when I was feeling it, I was feeling it. It was valid. It was valid. All right. So hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah. good everybody it's your main man aaron aka the lost homie aka the anime anthology bring y'all our first uh patreon episode patreon exclusive episode only can hear this if you sub to the patreon um which we bring our you know our spotlight creators uh oh my gosh concept moon studios how did i just yo my brain my brain i just had like a full brain fart that was ridiculous um People concept movie studios all here to you know just chat about some about some about some you know regular shit. You know, I mean get to know them a little bit, all that. And today the topic is comics versus manga. Um I don't know what I don't know where this is gonna go. We could not talk about which one you prefer, you know, which you know, what we're reading on, what we're looking at, all that type of shit, the current events. Cause honestly, this 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 episode came at a better time than I thought it did because DC has been wilding lately. Like it been wild. Like they just canceled basically everything in like imprint kind of. They, but and they start and they're starting this new thing called the other history of the DC, the, the DC universe, which deals with like black people and like it's supposed to be centered around um black lightning. Uh who else? Who's who's that woman? The uh what's her name? The woman, she's like just like a like a cheetah, some shit. What is it? Um Vixen. Oh, man. Vixen. Vixen. And I think there's one more I read in like others. Aren't they bringing the milestone characters back for this too? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what I think that's what the other history is. Like it's all the milestone characters, which I, I like, but at the yeah. same time, I feel like it's still like it's still like, it's still lazy in my opinion. You know, like I I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna pick it up, but you know, I'm always for more static, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Let's 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 hope we even get static. You know the way the way DC treats him. Fuck, we might we might only see him in the background. Like he might be like in the background of a Black Lightning comic, and that's it. Like, yeah, and I like static. Him. Like they hate him. <laughs> they treat right. static. Crazy. Like, the static really could have been. He really could have been their their Spider Man. You know what I mean? You talk, you're talking you're talking fucking facts. Talking like if they had released like around the same time Spider Man Homecoming like that. If they have released a static shot, come on now. Every black person in America would have went and saw a static shot. They don't. It doesn't even matter if they knew who that was. Doesn't doesn't like no like no questions asked. They'd have went and seen that shit. Like yeah, all I, I, I mean, I think if uh, if they were to if they were to treat static the way that they should treat static, he could probably be as big, if not bigger, than uh, like the Black Panther movie was. To be honest. Honestly, I think he could be. If they were to give him a movie, I think he could be bigger just off the strength of the animated series. 
because the animated series was hella popular, but they didn't sell toys for it. That's why it came down. And then they hold they hold him every single time. Every single time he's in a he's in another show or another comic or something, they hold his nigga. Young Justice, they hold this nigga. The entire Young Justice made him a fucking background character. Gave it like gave him like three, four episodes. They hold him. Like, but I just, just imagine a really dedicated series toward a static. And that led up to like a movie or movie tie-in or some shit. Them niggas would make bank easily. I just like I feel like it should be an easy decision. Like I'm confused. I mean, hey, they don't like money, apparently. We see that shit. Yeah. <laughs> DC 100% don't like money, especially since they're just now moving some of their um, shows over to DC Universe, even though nobody, everybody fucking forgot the DC Universe was even a thing. Um, yep. Like, and that's technically still so on like, HBO Max. DC, so. Is it? Like, yeah. yeah. I, don't I, had, I never bought it. I never bought in. DC Universe is tied to HBO Max, so I don't know if it's because I don't because I don't think HBO is Warner Brothers who owns DC, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Warner Brothers, I think, oh, I think Warner Brothers is the the big force behind HBO Max. Like, I think HBO Max is actually a Warner Brothers streaming platform. If I'm, if I have, the, if I remember this, my info right. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to move everything over there, but with them going out, so what do y'all think about them going like basically eliminating print? Like, you know, Brad, you kind of alluded to you know, on the, on our episode, but they kind of like they're saying fuck print, we only go on digital, and like I think they're probably going to convert the DC Universe app to like also a, a comics app, also like similar to like the Marvel Unlimited app. I think I think that's what it is. So I think they're going to try to yeah. do something like that. What y'all think? I mean, I'm just waiting for them to shut down completely. <laughs> like my, my my feeling ain't changed at all. Like when I saw the news, I was like, I loved it. Like I somebody posted, it, I was like, I loved it. Like everybody was all like, Oh my god, DC shutting down. This is terrible for the creators. And I'm just like, Fuck them, get them out of here. <laughs> like yo, this is wonderful for me. Like so yeah, I, I don't. My thing with like DC stories, man, DC stories haven't all been bad like recently, but they just haven't really all been that good either. They've, they've tried and failed to do like legacy characters, same way with Marvel. And they just don't sell them the right way. Then with all the rebooting and everything, it's just like, come on, I'm done. Like, you- Batman is still the same Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there's only so much you can do with the same characters over and over and over. Well, there's only so much you can do when you refuse to allow your characters to grow because you don't want the fanboys and man babies to get upset <laughs> that you've made the character grow in a way like or change in any way that's you know notable. And, uh, and that's why I feel like manga really kind of, storytelling-wise, really does better than comic books, American comic books. Because... There is, in, in some of the bigger stories, there is some progression for the characters. There is, like, a lot of progression as to how they grow and everything. Like, you have certain cats like like Ash, who's been 12 forever, you know what I mean, in <laughs> One Piece, where it just seems like it's going on and on and on and on. But, I mean, you have a lot of characters that do grow. Like, hell, we grew up with Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super now, you know what I mean? So, like, you actually see real changes and real growth in the characters 
Whereas in, in Marvel and DC, they'll do it a little bit and then they'll be like, oh, no, we're going to reset it back to this static point and we're going to, you know, go tell these same stories all over again. And, and so I, that gets really old. And I think that's like the best, talking about like the manga versus comics, I think that's the best part about manga in a sense that um, a lot of the ones, they have definitive endings. Like even, so let's say like if Dragon Ball would end tomorrow or whatever, like we're not going to see in 20 years, them reboot Dragon Ball from, um, you know, like the Cell Saga. Like, he's not going to restart from over there. Like, this is going to be like, either it's going to be a continuation or it's going to be like a side story. Like, it won't be like they're going to go all the way back to the beginning and like change certain things and make him get right. like, you know, SS Blue earlier. So much like it's all, like, it's all different. Same right. thing. But like with Marvel and DC, it's like, it's like, I think it's the biggest failure is that they, they, and then my thing is because I'll say this. The Elseworlds and the What Ifs are have been amazing stories. Like they've amazing. done a great job with that. But every but rebooting like but rebooting all the time that just ruins it. Like for me, because I remember I remember when the New Fifty Two came out and the New Fifty Two was fucking garbage. I still hate the New. 52. <laughs> oh man, I People actually love the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I, I, I did not like the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I did not like. I mean, because I'm so, like, go ahead. No, I mean, I like certain stories. I feel like certain, they, I think they did certain characters much better than you had seen them done before. Like, I feel like Wonder Woman's uh, comic series was great. Aquaman's co comic series was great. He had Aquaman and the others, which was actually entertaining. Then you had, uh, I actually read The Flash for the first time in like forever. Um, then with, uh, with Nightwing and then ended up being Grayson. Like, that was like legit. That was like a legitimate change for that character that I thought was great and unexpected. You know what I mean? So I like New Fifty Two. I actually prefer Superman with Wonder Woman personally. I never understood why he was tripping over Lois Lane. I'm like, because I'm like, and, and I don't know how explicit we want to be, but I'm like, you Superman, dog. Like you, you know, you you move a little, you move a little too fast. One time you're breaking everything in that poor girl body. You know what I mean? Like it just don't make sense. <laughs> like so I was like Wonder Woman makes sense. I think I didn't hate that bro but, uh, I think for me it was um I think there was some things I didn't enjoy like you said I think there's something I really did enjoy about it I enjoyed the um oh, you just said it, the rebranding of some of the characters even like with Nightwing the Flash had really like interesting stories and stuff like that but I just I felt like I felt like in a lot of ways even when we go down to like the cartoon movies like it just, I felt like I, I felt I just I lost some of the love for it that I that I had when I was when I was younger and like because I got a lot of old stuff that my uncle gave me when I was growing up, a lot of old comics that he gave me and some ones that I got from like, you know, like little uh, thrift stores and shit like that. And I got like a few other ones that I really enjoyed. And the New Fifty Two job, felt like I got to I had to stop and relearn everything. And then I didn't I, just, I don't know for me I just didn't like some of the rebranding of some of the characters. And it just felt like again, like they were just falling to the trap of like having to go again and like retell the same story and just like a little bit different. Like, you know, especially like like think about like the Teen Titans. The Teen Titans have changed so many times over the past like 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I just it just I don't know, for me, it just dipped a sour taste in my mouth. And like so like I and so that, that that took me away from comics for a while. Like I want to go back in because I want to read the uh, the Green Lantern story with the with the black woman with her name Joe. Forget her last name. I want to read her. The one that's based off. Yeah, she's based off Janelle Monae, right? Yeah, because she. First of all, 
she drippy as fuck. She got the she got the most drip out of any Green Lantern ever. Like fuck how Jordan. Right. Like I was like, yeah, she's, she's crazy. I'm like, she's looking dope. Mm-hmm. Plus, from what I've, I've heard from like you know people, um, my boy Keenan at Severus 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 uh, comics. He's he's making he's making his own manga too. He 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 talked and Keenan they be talking about a lot of it. They talking about a lot on like uh, Twitter and something like that. It sounds like a dope ass story, but mm. I mean. I feel like I feel like DC again, but like it just, again, you just fall into the trap. Like you never know, especially like what happened now. Like they're just canceling story after story after story, and fandom is coming close. So people are speculating that they're dropping them because they're gonna pick them up at a certain point. But DC, they don't have to do that. You know, what I mean, DC's like DC right. American comic books companies. They're known to just you know, all right, you know, this the story is not receiving enough love. All right, fuck it, drop it. And next, you know, you never hear from yeah. it again. So they reboot the character, and now it's a whole different fucking story. So yeah, I. Comics, it just, it, just, it just feels like they don't they don't put enough heart into them. Like I'm not saying okay, that's a lot. I'm not gonna say they do put heart into them, but I feel like they don't give. Not say the corporate corporate wise, they don't give the the writers the ability to. Yeah, I feel I really feel like fulfill the dream to the end because like not right. to quote Tony Stark, you know what I mean, but every journey, you know what I mean, has an end. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like there's no end in a lot of these journeys. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. They don't give a lot of these characters enough time to really go. And if people aren't buying them early, they'll cancel them after their first, you know, first arc or so. And that really it screws over the fans that were reading the books. But at the same time, it's like if you don't want a book to get canceled, you got to buy it. Like you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people get mad about books not having being out, but it's like nobody's buying them like you know nobody's supporting them like so what do you expect them to do um but but the same reasons why you didn't like the new 52 is i did like the new 52 because i had stopped reading comic books and manga for a while so i when i was i was kind of jumping back in at about the same time that dc did the new 52 and then marvel did marvel now they did them Mm -hmm. right about the same time Mm -hmm. and so it, it was a great time for me to just be like you know what i've missed out on all of this stuff that just happened for the last five ten years let me jump back in now fresh and reread everything now obviously i went back and i read everything i missed but it's like i and i enjoyed it because i could start at the the new number ones i got new zero issues and everything so i liked it i think that they should have just stuck with it like mm-hmm. stuff like that when you make a decision you kind of just got to roll with it people going to be people going to be upset but they're going to they're going to get on board eventually as long as the storytelling is good um and you can't say that the storytelling was great for everything but i feel like they did a lot of really dope things with new 52 um and the stories all seemed more cohesive i think the biggest reason why they broke the new 52 up is because everything was so intertwined and it was starting to get hard to probably keep to allow creators to create individual stories while all while still trying to stick to the overarching narrative of everything, which is um, with you know with how they were doing the solo Batman, the solo Flash, solo Wonder Woman, and then they were all coming together for Justice League, which was kind of like like you know just bridging everything all together. So I could mm-hmm. I could imagine that probably had more to do with it than actually them not wanting to uh, keep it rolling. That's true. That's true. Um, but I think, like I said, for me, like when I, when I got down to like New 52 and I was like, all right, I'm about to start reading again. And that was, I think this is like 
a year or two ago. And then I went to start looking into it again. I was like, oh, wait, they've rebooted again? Like it happened again? And that, I think that discouraged me also. And it's, it's, it's something that doesn't, doesn't happen to me with manga because like when Tokyo Ghoul come out, I'm sick, I use this example all the time. I didn't like the Tokyo Ghoul anime. I still don't like it. And then when I heard that Tokyo Ghoul Ray came out and then it was trash, I was like, oh, nah, I'm never watching that shit. But people were telling me, yo, just read the manga, read the manga, read the manga, read the manga. So I was like, all right. So I broke down and I got and I got the manga last year and, um, and I started reading it. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love the manga. Like this manga is good. And and I and again, it's like but. If it, and it's the same manga, no matter if I read it, you know, 20 years later, you know, or, you know, 10, 15, while again with comics, it's like, if I wait, if I wait for a run 10, 15 years later, this whole continuity is different. And I'm not saying you can't go back and read those because you can, obviously you can, but I feel like, I feel like it just, it's harder, I think, as a fan to really get into it when you always feel yeah. like you're behind everybody else and like you know like and the stories are so different so you're thinking oh this person's feet like superman superman's a perfect example so you think superman's feet like if you read superman like in the 80s you think oh he just run faster than the speed and train and and he can jump far da, 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 da. but then you read him from two years ago and he has a like well, four, three four years ago he has a solar blast that knocks his powers out for 24 hours you're like, yo, what the fuck? How did how does they get going from the, the train to fucking a solar blast? Like, how, <laughs> like you know, you just hit on something really like that. I like we I, that's the main reason why I've avoided writing like a Superman character up until recently is because they're too powerful. Like, so you have to like Superman has no excuse as to why he doesn't win all of his fights like fast. That's always mm-hmm. been my biggest critique of Superman. It's like, bro, why are you bullshitting? Like, knock this motherfucker out or fly him to somewhere he can't fucking survive and be done with it. Like, you you can fly across the universe in like a like a snap of the finger. Like, what are you wait? Like, what? Why are you bullshitting with your opponents? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's always been my biggest knock on Superman. Is like his he's too powerful. So you got to find ways to cripple him to make mm-hmm. him seem more human you know what i mean more you know weak or whatever and then he has to overcome that but then he's still the most powerful person in the universe so it's like yeah like that's why you avoid doing i that's why i personally avoided writing a superman archetype until recently with our uh we got the new mini coming out for prime Mm -hmm. and um he's our superman quote-unquote figure of our universe and it it took me a long time to really want to debut him because it's like you there's so there has to be a certain level of like uh it has to be stakes in your story and if your character is like all powerful you can't what stakes can you really give him to make it seem like it's he's not gonna win and at no point when you're reading a lot of superman's comic books do you feel like he's not gonna actually win and I think there's two. There's two no, things that you made me think of when you say that. When you said that, so one, I got it. You know, I got it. I got it. Uh, I got it. I don't have to. But talking about um, the uh, Bamber Superman movie, that pissed me off. He was on the top, he was on the top of the thing talking to Lex Luthor, and I was just like, "Oh, your mother somewhere in the city. You have like 30 minutes to find her." Da, 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 da. And then like he goes to Batman. I'm like, "You can fly at supersonic speeds, and you can see through everything but lead." You could have went around the city like a hundred times and found them and found and found her easily. Like every everybody you can't see through, just go just go in there. Oh, not this one. Boom, next one. Like you could have done that easily. 
but then you go to Batman, mm -hmm. I'm confused. Like he could have, like it's they had to like, like you said, they had to fabricate so many things, put so many situations. Make they had to basically dumb him down in a lot of ways to make him seem, um, you know, capable, like, able to do. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. And okay, but also want to say the only Superman archetype that I liked, I think in a way was um from uh the Marvel Dark Avengers run, um the comics and uh, what was his name um. Oh my gosh! What was his name? I'm like, oh, he had the he had the symbol on his chest. It was it wasn't like Superman, but he had. That's, so what? Century? You talking about Century? Yes, yeah, Century was one of the few Superman archetype characters I liked because of the way that they played with his psyche, and then also like how they played mm -hmm. with you know, his reality of like you know maybe he was like an actual comic book character come to life or like he's like taking a life of that but then he had this dark side that if he allows to take over he'll just kill like it was like there was so many layers to his personality and like who he was himself yeah. that it made it seem like him being that superman archetype character wasn't like his whole stick like they didn't have to dumb him down like they did they just that was just like his character personalities what made him interesting outside of his powers and which actually gave yeah. stakes to a lot of his actions because if he did go crazy if he did you know be too aggressive be too violent then the century would come out and then he would just start killing niggas so like it so but but like that's i give you saying though like right now super archetype is difficult and I, it's like it's very rare that we see it happen well and there have been superman comics where it's been done well but honestly those are like all the times where Superman is at his assholeist, his evilest. Like the Injustice timeline is an amazing timeline for Superman, mm -hmm. and um, and there's a few other timelines where he's like that, where he's at this whole level of like I don't give a fuck, like I'm the most powerful nigga in the world, like in one the galaxy, like I can just stop everything if I want to, and it takes like you know a concerted effort for you know heroes and or villains to stop him and that makes that's what makes him interesting when those happen so that's that's why i've never really been a big fan of superman like same same one like he's just i just always felt like he's they've always written him into corners and then like you know just trying to like uh then say like oh well you know he's not feeling hopeful so he lost the fight what right <laughs> like the, he's, the best I mean, example he's i can think of is he is very boring he is you know, like if you really want to get into it he's 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 boring. Like there's no, there's no fun in a superhero who can beat whoever he comes against with no problem at all. So then, you know, his, at his foundation, he's boring. So like you have to create ways to try and make him interesting because there's just, you, you have to find something because there's not a whole lot to work with to begin with. Yeah. Like, when like I don't know if you've seen the anime the animated story uh movie excuse me animated movie uh Superman versus the Elite. Yes, that's, that's a great a perfect that's a, example. That's a fucking amazing one though. Right. And it's like he did that whole movie could have been over in the last in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. the, the last the last like fight scene where he's just like, you know what? Fuck it! I'm just gonna unleash all my powers right now and had him and, and that dude and the motherfucker was terrified. Mm -hmm. And it's like you could have done that at any point up to now, but you wait until they've wreaked all this fucking havoc and then all of this shit to do it. Like why? Why are you bullshitting? Again, why? Like and that's my biggest thing with, with Superman. Like why are you bullshitting with your powers, bro? Like you let. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Am I thinking? But. <laughs> 
And I, I think to contrast them, because you know the main character you go back to is Goku, right? But I think it's it's literally because the reason why we're so accepting of how Goku is and basically his overpowered state in a lot of ways is one, he do begin his ass kick from time to time. So, so does Superman, but Superman is a, it's really the way he's written. It's a pseudo ass kicking because it's like except for except for I think there's only two times I think where it's kind of okay. And it's maybe what Bizarro and um. In the Death of Superman storyline, the only two storylines where you can really be like, okay, yeah, you was really getting your ass. Well, yeah, you was really getting your ass kicked. Like you was really just, you know, you just really playing. Like, you wasn't playing. But with Goku, he's written as like this character whose love is fighting, and like that's all he cares about. He's not. He's not written mainly as this heroic pillar of justice. Goku's right. like, mm-hmm. I just want to fucking throw hands. And then so like, so, so we don't give him like, so we don't put the same pressure on him for that. While they try to write Superman as this paragon of justice, this is, as this man who you know everyone looks up to, but then also kind of fears because he's an alien. Mm-hmm. The, the while you he's read- the goody, goody boy scout. Mm-hmm. And, right. And then also another thing with, um, just to stay on the, the Goku point kind of, um, we when we first met Goku, we didn't know his ceiling. So like, even though he's so OP now, he's gotten gradually stronger and stronger. We we didn't know, you know, what his ceiling would be. But with Superman, right. we're kind of presented with his ceiling already. Like, oh, he, we're, you know, when we get to him, he's already the strongest, the strongest being in the universe. So it, it's like, okay, well- a long way. Yeah, so it's like, okay, well, where do we go from? He's already the strongest in the in the universe, so so where do we go now? But with Goku, it was like, okay, he gets to Earth. Yeah, he's stronger than everyone on Earth, but then you have these aliens come to Earth who are just as who are you know potentially just as strong as him. They're from the same alien race as him, so like we don't know is he stronger than them or are they just as strong? Are they stronger? You know, so it's it's like. With Goku, there even well now it's not so much, but in the <laughs> beginning it was like okay, well, <laughs> how much stronger can he get? Because we keep it. It wasn't presented to us that he's the strongest in the universe, so you can still bring in characters who are potentially stronger than him because um, we just we don't we don't know for sure that he's the strongest in the universe yet. Right. And then, and then like even to, with Goku too, yeah, you, you've seen him go to train with Master Roshi and then with King Kai and then with mm-hmm. you know the, the next with person, the next and person. Beerus, yeah. With, yeah, and it's like you he's he's doing tangible things to get stronger and he still is presented with people that are stronger than he is. Like if you like if you read the manga at all right now, he's fighting Moro. Now Moro's a different kind of fighter. Moro used magic. They ain't really ever used magic like that. In Dragon Ball, so it's like now you got a it's a whole kind of different fight, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're still even with how uh, simple, you know, Dragon Ball is, they found different ways to keep stakes high, right? You know what I mean? Even and so and that's yeah, like you said, they can't do that with with Superman because he's he's just the strongest. He's the strongest. He's the fastest. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah, what can you do with that? His only weakness <laughs> is magic. And then the, the person that uses magic, like, or there's two people in, oh, three people, excuse me, that, that use magic in Justice League. You know, Shazam, Dr. Fate, 
in Zatanna, and I'm pretty sure Superman could beat all three of them if he really, 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 <laughs> really, really, really wanted to. If he really wanted to, because he could just dodge the magic. I mean, I mean, I think the only person, well, Constantine might be able to, but that's because you know, that's because that's how they've written Superman to be gullible. And I, I, I remember making when the first Man of Steel came out, and I think, um, well. This just because that's the most recent one. I've watched most of the older movies and whatever. But I remember joking with my mom. I was like, I don't like Superman because he doesn't know how to fight. Um, I mean, <laughs> he's not a fight. And I, and I remember, right. like, he he just he because he's so strong and because he knows he'll survive ninety nine point nine percent of hits. He just eats them. And it's like, and that, like, and that's that's what's always like drawing me. Like, you know, that's also drawing you to you know the Batman. You know the Shang Chi, you know, you know uh, Captain America. These characters that literally was in had to take it out the mud. They had to go to the mountains to learn stuff. They had to go. They had to, you know, like. And I, I'm not even saying um, human characters. Even other characters that are, you know, necessarily have superpowers. Like even so, even like Wonder Woman, who was like an Amazon and like and had to learn to fight from like the learn to fight gods and like that. Like she has, they all have this like basis of learning and like progression while you go to um, Superman and Superman just be like, when you watch, when you watch the beginning of Batman vs Superman and I made, I, I made the same at the end of Man of Steel. I said to my parents and at the beginning of Batman vs Superman, I said, look, this man is destroying like fucking cities. Like, and he, because he, the whole city of Metropolis is really his fault. He could have taken this, take this, take this, he could take the fight to space because he knows he can survive in space. He could have threw the guy up in the space. He could have went to the Antarctic. He could have did so many other things to like not make it in, in the city. And then even when he's in the city, he could have at least try to dodge, parry, catch him, do something to, to, to stop the destruction of the city. But he's like, oh, no, nah. I know I'm going to survive this punch, so I'll just take it. <laughs> Whatever. And, and, and it's yeah. like, so, so when he fights Batman and Batman beats his ass, one, Batman shouldn't beat his ass. That's very apparent. But Right, there's there's no way in hell there should be any opportunity at all for Batman to beat his ass. No matter how well you know him, no matter how well you you're acquainted with his weaknesses, there's absolutely no way. No, no, fuck. <laughs> my my thing is, if you know that if you have one pronounced, well, he has one pronounced physical weakness, which is obviously kryptonite. It's like you ain't got nothing in your suit to let you know when you're getting too close to some kryptonite. Like you can't detect it. You ain't did nothing. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you just wait till you already too weak, and it's like, oh shit, there's kryptonite in the area. Like, bruh, like if, if I know like one substance can ki- get me killed, I'm gonna develop some kind of way to mm-hmm. detect it everywhere. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you ain't. And then he, the other thing that pisses me off about Superman too, he has like. He can he can see in like, mm-hmm. like ultraviolet, like you know what I mean. Like he's and it's like, bro, you ain't figured out how to look and tell where like kryptonite is. The energy radiation, fucking, yeah. You know these, you know, yeah. Like come on, man. Like you ain't trying. Like you're not trying. Like that's really pisses me off. And but that's always why, on the contrary, right? That's always why I love the Hulk because, mm. like, with the Hulk, he's Bruce Banner's always been. Like had that internal struggle of how to deal with the Hulk, how to control how powerful the Hulk is, whether or not he wants to accept how powerful he is or not. You know what I mean? Like, and and even when the Hulk is sentient at his own thing, like he still finds he, like he finds different ways to win fights mm-hmm. other than just like oh let me like you know now his main course of action obviously is smashing, smashing things, but bro. it's like 
But when Hope is separated from Bruce Banner, he's actually a thinker and a strategist, and he he does stuff to prepare himself. Like you know wait, what I mean? Wait. And it's like let's talk about let's talk let's talk about World War Hulk. World War Hulk. Let's talk about it. Superman can never. I, even though we've been we've turned into a slander Superman, you know, a pod. It's okay though. <laughs> Ward Warhawk, Superman could never. Okay, like from from the gladiator aspect to how Hawk being strong as fuck, right? But knowing how yeah. to like use a fucking sword and like slipping slipping shit, parrying, like using his shrimp to his advantage, all like this, like that stuff that mm-hmm. we we barely ever see Superman do. Like yeah, it goes back to what you said. Like Superman just can't fight. Like he don't, he can't <laughs> throw hands. Like you know what I'm saying. And the Hulk can throw good hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And World War Hulk. Oh my God, that storyline where he comes back and he fucks everybody, everybody up. Like, up. Yeah, Superman wouldn't. Yeah. Like nobody stood a chance. Even even when they called in Sentry, who's you know quote unquote the strongest, he ain't stand a chance. I tell people, like, okay, I'm on a super... I love how Marvel... I feel like Marvel handles OP characters much better than DC. Yes. Right? Yeah, I and agree. And World War Hulk is a, is a great example of that. Like, that whole... From Planet Hulk, really, all the way going back to Planet Hulk. And that's how you take a character that's super strong and super powerful, and you make him weaker and make him have to work his way back up. Like... Mm-hmm. Super, like you've never seen a storyline with Superman as compelling, in my opinion, as Planet Hulk and then rolling into World War Hulk mm. outside of Injustice. That's probably the most, in my opinion, that's probably the most compelling Superman storyline. And it's really because you see him let loose, like, and he just goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I can't even really think of a, a good Superman story. But see, and that's what I mean. Like, as I was saying, like, Superman, like, the best times we've seen Superman is when he's been. The opposite of of his true self, and so now, now I mean, of course, I'd love to see a Boy Scout Superman movie because I do think it's so important to his character. But we've the best Superman we've ever seen has been when he's like, "All right, fuck it, I'm going 100, and y'all just have to deal with it." And like when he when he does that, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think my favorite Supermans are uh, I want to say Injustice Superman and. Probably uh what was it Red Sun? Was that it? Red yeah, Sun yeah, Superman. Red Sun Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> Superman's supposed to be like Captain America, right? He's supposed to be like yeah. this beacon of mm-hmm. just justice, truth, and like positivity. But then when you watch like his the, the Man of Steel movies, it's so dark and just like not Superman. Like mm-hmm. it was a terrible right. way to shoot that movie. Like it should have been vibrant. He should have like when it should have been just I don't know vibrant is like the biggest thing that's popping in my head right now. But when mm-hmm. when, when you watch and that like, movie, it's, yeah, like he when he shows up to handle biz, it's it's supposed to be a relief, not right. like oh shit, he about to fuck the city, <laughs> and and they just yeah, they just really I feel like DC waited too they really waited too long to adjust their formula. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of like the whole DCEU, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, the, I mean, Aquaman they, movie, the Aquaman movie was good and like it was just basically Black Panther, but I mean, it was a good movie. <laughs> um, and then Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman was great. Like, Wonder Woman was like the perfect movie, and Wonder Woman is extremely OP, and they handled that movie, like, to me, almost flawlessly. Very well. yeah. I, 
I still don't like the ending of Wonder Woman, and I'm gonna say this why because it made no sense to me because when because she killed Ares around World War One, right? But Ares is the god of war, so as long as there's war, yeah. Ares exists. So I may, may okay, maybe maybe Ares will come back, or they'll bring like you know Hercules in, or I forget whatever DC characters they do with like mythology. Um, they bring maybe they'll they'll bring him back in the future and be like he'll be like you know if there's war I'm here. Then it's some shit like that. But when right. she killed Ares, I was like, this the World War Two. There's like the Gulf War. <laughs> this war. There's that war. This man. This man still got to be around. Like ain't no way that nigga just disappeared. It depends on how they go. Because if they go with the storyline where she kills him and then she becomes the god of war, mm. then that could be interesting. Because she, in a lot of her storylines, that's the progression. She does become the god of war after she kills Ares in a couple of different storylines, I believe. Um, and that's like, that would be interesting, but I don't think they're going to do that. They've kind of been dropping the ball through the whole DC... Uh, DCEU. I mean, Wonder Woman, I feel like they got that right. But <clears throat> as far as like stories and stuff, they just haven't. I feel I feel like they've been trying too hard to compete with Marvel's cinematic universe that they're yeah. like, they, they're so focused on keeping up with Marvel that they don't realize that they have differences that they need to really um, buckle down highlight. on. Highlight. Yeah, that they should highlight instead of trying to keep up with Marvel. And to be honest, I feel like Wonder Woman was so great. Um, Wonder Woman was so great that I think that it got kind of cocky. So I, don't, I honestly don't even think mm -hmm. 1984 is going to be good. It's going to be good. I yeah. can see that. And, and kind of to continue this tangent in a way, my problem, so remember, so when, B, Batman first, when Man of Steel and Batman Superman came out, me and my uncle, like we're, like we're all big nerds like that, we usually go see every move together. One, he fell asleep on Batman vs Superman, which I still think is funny as hell. Um, <laughs> he fell asleep that shit. That shit was funny. He started. I, I had to nudge him like, "Yo, wake up, wake up!" Like he fell asleep. But the, what I, what I, okay. So what I was thinking when I'm watching that, and they had like the whole flashback scene with Superman being evil. Evil. I'm thinking, oh, okay. So they're going with the injustice timeline. So we're going to see a very different Superman, which, which, which would not necessarily fully justify everything they've done with the character. But mm -hmm. would definitely meet would definitely make for a more interesting storytelling, not going with let's say the Marvel premise of having these, you know, because Marvel's Avengers is all happy for the most part, you know, it's all about you know brightness and finding good and everyone. But this is the injustice timeline is the exact flip where we find the evil in ourselves. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is what it's gonna come to. But then Aquaman comes out. You know, Wonder Woman comes out, Shazam comes out, and they're different tone. They're different tonally. They're different, you know, from their own you know, storylines within the comic books. They're, they're so, and I'm like, and I mean, honestly, with Shazam, with Shazam family, it could it could still do injustice because that's technically an injustice. They could still technically do it, but it just feels like they they're dropping the ball in the sense that they can't pick they can't pick a tone for their uh, extended universe mm -hmm. for the they overall. Yeah, right. they can't pick yeah, a tone. I I feel like I feel like Shazam is probably the movie that they've gotten the most right so far. Um and I I'm not like a big comic comic book guy so may I so I'm not super familiar with the comics so I could just maybe I could be getting that wrong in respect to the comics but I feel like as a 
as someone who watches a lot of movies and, um, you know, wants to be a filmmaker eventually, I, I feel like Shazam is the movie they got right the most. I, I think I might have enjoyed that the most out of all the DC movies. And like, it was fun. And like, if they, if they had tried to do Shazam with the same tone that they did Man of Steel, it wouldn't have worked at all. Like it would have mm -hmm. been awful. Right. And, and I think that's, honest, that's the thing. I completely forgot about Shazam. <laughs> I, I try to forget about it. I don't like Shazam. I felt like Shazam. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna go too deep into it because that's a whole other rabbit hole. But like, I felt like a lot. A lot of ways, Shazam was. It was a world of selfishness. Something that I feel like really kind of went against. Like even even to the point where like the the brother or the adoptive brother got mad at him because he went and saved people. He's like, you didn't bring me. Nigga, yeah, what? Right. Like, I, I was like, you can't walk, nigga. I'm so I can't walk. I can't carry you. And no, like, it's, it was like a lot of, I feel like a lot of made up. Plus, the villain and the way they did the villain sucked. But I agree. The villain did suck. I agree with that. <laughs> I, but I agree. Waiting to see the Rock is Black Adam. Like oh, that's yeah. what I've been. They've been teasing that for so long, and then. <laughs> He wasn't even in the movie. It really kind of pissed me off. Yeah, to be honest, like you didn't even get like a like a, a cut scene or nothing. nothing. And it's like, well, damn. <laughs> oh my god! But the, the pivot away from that, I want to say, I think the biggest failing of when you talk about comics versus mom, and I'm not gonna say it, it, comics. It's hard to, it's, for me. It's hard to do do it because so many people like some so many differences between the two mediums. But mm -hmm. with manga. I'll say this, the best part about manga, which comics will always fail on, is because mangas are the most diverse in every aspect of the word. Mm -hmm. And it's something that comics, they're always going to, American comics are always going to fail on because they have to, for some reason, there's a few things I'll say. For some one, we always go back to the central pillar of we need our central group. We need our Avengers. We need our Justice League. We, the future of just Avengers, young, young, young Justice. Uh, we need that. We need that. And it ends up ignoring the other stories. While when we have manga, there's hundreds of manga going on right now that have no connection and will never have a connection to each other. Actually, I don't. There, I, I can't think of a manga that really ever was well mainstream manga that ever connected to each other because that because they're all their own individual stories, their own tales. Now, I, okay, I will say that's the biggest. That's also the biggest strength. Of American comics, in which they're all in a similar world, but they don't do a good enough job. And again, what movies I do, like the Brandon was saying, I knew Fifty Two failed. They don't do a good enough job of pulling pulling each other apart and allowing each of these different stories to tell. And then in American comics, you see like Marvel and DC, the main two uh, comic companies, just basically they went and picked up all the smaller ones. So now we don't even have these these bigger, smaller companies that are able to make their own stories their own way. So we get so we're stuck here just always reading an Avengers comic, always reading the Justice League comic. While you can read a manga, you can read a manga, you can be Chainsaw Man. Then you could go, you could go, you know, go back and you could be Cowboy Bebop. And then you could go and read this and read that. Yeah. And I think you know comics are never going to be able to compete with that kind of diversity, with that kind of um, uh, you know variety. Well, you know, you have like you have the images, you have the dark horses now, you have the boom, com, uh, boom, and a couple other uh, EDM or IDW, excuse me, IDW. Um, so there's a lot of like um, they're indie, they're indie companies, but they're like larger indie companies that that kind of the the creators that 
didn't like how things were at Marvel and DC kind of left there and started their own thing. Mm-hmm. You do have those now. Um, and they're, they're, they're thriving ish. You know what I mean? Like, so, mm-hmm. um, but you're right. It, it, the diversity of, of, of manga is incredible. You know what I mean? But, and to your, but the only thing I can think of when you were like, it connects would really be, you know, like Naruto, Boruto, you'll never find yeah. a way Across Naruto with Dragon Ball, like you know, what I mean, it wouldn't, right. it just wouldn't work. Yeah, like manga worlds, mangas builds worlds from the ground up, like super mm-hmm. diverse worlds. And I mean, you might be able to, you could potentially cross over maybe some of like the slice of life stuff, but I mean, you couldn't do it with like the shonen stuff. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah, and it's um uh, with with manga, their universes are very self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I think I think too with manga, uh, where they kind of get an advantage is that the supporting characters in manga are usually really good. Um, yeah. and then I I think American comics, that's where the crossovers kind of come in, where they build these universes, where they try to get like every everyone's a main character in their book. But once you get into this overall universe, somebody has to be a supporting character, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's doing that can be tough because, like, say you're a Batman fan, you've read every Batman comic, right? But when you get into Justice League, now you have to be f- familiar with these other characters who are part of Justice League, and you have to kind of like seek them out. Whereas with the manga, everybody in that universe, when you get, you know, more in-depth story for the supporting characters, it's in that manga. Mm-hmm. So, like, with the Dragon Ball, for, say, like, Goku, obviously, is your main character, but you get Bulma's story, you get Vegeta's story, you get Krillin's story, um, and that's all in Dragon Ball. Whereas if you're a Batman fan, all you're getting is Batman, but then once you get into once you jump into Justice League, now you have to go find Superman and see what you know what was Superman doing before we got to this point in Justice League. What was Wonder Woman doing at, before we got to this point in Justice League? What was Aquaman and you know Martian yeah. Manhunter and whoever else? Um, so it, it can it with comics it can get kind of messy with universes, whereas with manga you have everything you need in that universe already. And I, the only, the only thing I've seen to read manga. Yeah. Well, cheaper as in you can read it for free, honestly. Um. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, but even with um, the Shonen Jump app, I think it's like two, three dollars a month. And same way with manga. Yeah. Plus, it's like, you know, it's like with when you do those, when DC does those big crossovers, like Keith was saying, you got to go get the tie in for that and then the tie in for that mm-hmm. and the tie in for that. And it's like, oh, but then it's like, oh well, you read these, and now it's like, oh, you just know, you know, just enough to get through the next issue. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, do I need to get? Then I'm have to go get like four or five more tie-ins. <laughs> like mm-hmm. DC and Marvel really started focusing on making money versus making really good stories. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, I think the, I think what really kind of, I don't know, I can't remember if I said this on the last one, but what really kind of ruined the comic um market well what kind of messed up comics is the collectible market because mm. 
like with manga, there there's people that collect manga, but there's not a collector's market per se mm-hmm. for manga. Whereas with comic books, it's like, okay, I got this Spider-Man number one from 1980, whatever, that I keep in the plastic because because of the collector's market, you know, one day this might be worth 5,000 bucks for this one book. Whereas with manga, it's like, okay, I collect these because I like these, but there's not a collector's value that's put on them, you know? So it's like, if I want to jump into Spider-Man and the best Spider-Man is Spider-Man number one from 1987, and there was only, you know, 2,000 copies of that print run, I got to go find this print run. And now the the print run cost me $3,000 to get that one book. Whereas, right. you know, I can run to Barnes and Noble and get issue number, you know, book number one of Yu Yu Hakusho for $10. Yeah. And that's my right. intro right there. You know, and I we touched on this earlier, but, but um, having, but the way as many times as they reboot, you got to make sure you're getting the right number one mm-hmm. or, and that could really mess you up too, because you, there's so many number ones now and DC and Marvel that you don't, you got to make sure you're in the right age, you're in the right, you know, uh, uh, story arc and everything. So like, yeah, with, again, with, with manga, it's just so much simpler. Like, Oh, I want to read the first issue of Dragon Ball. Let me just go get that e- super easily. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I'll actually, yeah, I want to say, we keep, hit, we keep banging on that same door. <laughs> and I, I want to say one, before we continue, I want to say there's only one anime universe that multiverse that exists and that's the shinkai universe you know you know the, the um your name and weathering with you were made in the same oh movie. yeah <laughs> that's the only that's well, the only well you know technically fate the fate stay universe with well, the fate yeah, yeah. And fate uh yeah. zero and they're kind of in the same universe but all the stories are standalone Austin, Except for what Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. Yeah, it's Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, and then Unlimited Blade Works are the only three that kind of have a straight continuity. But then when you get into Heaven's Feel, and then you get into Fate Go, and then you get into Fate um, the other ones, Apocrypha. they're all Apocrypha. But the, but they're all you know alternate worlds or alternate timelines mm-hmm. or something like that, which which you know bridges it out. So you don't have to. So you don't have to start with Fate Zero, Fate Stay, Stay Night, and Fate Unlimited Blade Works. You can go watch Fate Go. I mean, you might not understand why some fans get yeah. You might understand why some fans get so excited when they see certain characters, but you'll still understand what's going on. You can watch Fate Apocrypha because they don't even have the same um, Fate Apocrypha doesn't even have the same saber. That's that's fucking Lancelot. So it's like so like so you can watch Fate Apocrypha and not watch you know Fate Zero and not understand why people are like oh my gosh where's where's King Arthur like you're you're because you're like oh like I don't care like and so like. (laughs) It's but again, like that's that's a thing. Like that's what thing I love about manga, you know, and anime, you know, intertwining on top is that there are so. It's I mean, it can get overwhelming, but not to the point that you know. And this it's a different type of overwhelming because, like we said, with comics, again, every fifteen years, every ten years, you know, I mean, there's a reboot, so you have to restart number one. While with manga, you know, the only the only part that overwhelms you is that. There's so much to read. Like, there's you can go back and read things from the '80s. You can, you know, read things from now, and like I, I, every day, something new is coming out. So there's so much to read. You know, while DC's problem, like DC, like the comic industry's problem, is that it's like, am I reading the right thing? Like, am I like you? You're th- you're thinking that you're in continuity, and, it, and that's see, 
you know, we gotta go back to you know, slander and Superman a little bit, and Batman in a way, kind of. Well, most characters. We talk about this. Each iteration of the characters is different and has different developed powers than the other one. So, like, we talk mm-hmm. about Superman versus Goku, and I say this all the time. I'm like, um, we can't talk about Superman versus Goku. People are like, why not? Why not? I'm like, because it depends on what Superman you're talking about. You could say, yeah, Superman, base Superman isn't winning against most forms of Goku, but Superman God, he's gonna win. Uh, Cyber Superman, he's gonna win, and he's keep going at this. He's gonna win, like because like because Superman Man. has so many different iterations and like different types. You remember the ele- <laughs> you remember the electric Superman? That shit was garbage. <laughs> I remember reading that when I was a kid. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, he has electric electricity powers now. Like, oh my god, so terrible. <laughs> you got you got Batman, the Batman who laughs. You got um, I think. We got uh, the Owl Man, Ultimate um, Universe. We got mm-hmm. um, a few other Batmans. I mean, I've heard, I've heard really great things about the Batman Who Laughs. I haven't read it yet. I've heard really great things about it, but it's just that idea that. Great, okay, a great story. I, I, I'm going to read it, and then we have Batman with the uh, death death ring, with the uh, ring, the black the black uh, power ring, and we have Batman with all the power yeah. rings, and then we have <laughs> like you can just right. and I you have like, so many oh. versions of the same character, and then outside of those versions, you get also different people who are playing the same superhero. You know, yep. you get into like there's Wally West, and then there's uh, what's his name Barry Allen. Like they're both a flash, yeah. but now you have now you have to know the difference between the two of them, or you get like, yeah, like four or five or flashes. Yeah, yeah. Before, and then, and then the whole like, bat don't family even get like, started with Green Lantern Corps, like <laughs> uh, right, like that, the Green Lantern man, they're so convoluted. Like I mean, all the whole all the lanterns really, but it's like yeah, there's like five Earth bound Green Lanterns. Like how Earth get five Green Lanterns? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Was like Earth the Hood, that's why they need auto police officers. Right. <laughs> then like with the Bat family, you got Bat Girl, Bat Woman, Bat right. uh then you had then you had uh what Cassandra Kane's Robin. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> how like what is like it's like what is happening? Oh, then right. you had what's the other one? Um Huntress. Is, like you know Huntress. what I mean? Like, you got Huntress, you got Bat Wing. Yeah, uh, Lucius, Lucius Fox, Nightwing, son, like, Nightwing. Uh, Red Robin. Um, yeah, like, come on, uh, right? <laughs> Red, Robin, like, come on, Red man. Robin, Red uh, Hood. Uh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. But could you imagine though how dope like stories like Spider Man would be if they would have allowed him to actually progress and grow up? Like, some of the best storylines for Spider Man mm-hmm. is when he's like a grown man but he's mm-hmm. married and he has a family like those are some of the best stories because he actually has like he has more on the line and he's more mature you know what i mean and he's progressed past just being a snarky teenager you know what i'm saying so it's like it so, like, imagine what kind of dope legacy character they could have naturally organically created by allowing their story their, their heroes to just be older have proteges that they they uh molded the next you know thing um and, i think that's kind of where stuff and i think that's why spider-man is the most popular superhero in the world because they've they've done you know besides his few you know avenger stints and fantastic four stints and like, like that they've done 
Marvel has done a great job of allowing him to have his own agency and have his own, you know, work. And I mean, so so let's say, and you could read any Spider-Man run, and as long as it's Peter Parker, it's consistent with every other Peter Parker. You can read Spectacular, Amazing, Astonishing, Ultimate, all like that, and they're all consistent with the same power of Spider-Man. So you, so it's not like you're reading, you know five, seven, eight different ones. And the thing is, when they do have a different Spider-Man, it's a different person. So let's talk about Miguel O'Hara. Let's talk about how he right. is, he's, he, he didn't get his powers exactly from the spider. It was done differently and his powers work differently, but he's a whole different person. His personality is different. The only thing that's the same is the snarky comments, but him as a person is different. We talk about um, Miles Morales, you know, the Venom touch and, mm-hmm. and you know, um, cloaking and all like that like he's a whole different character than you know peter parker spider-man and even in his ultimate universe peter parker dies so it's a it's a natural right. transition to miles morales becoming the new spider-man with a new suit new powers and the villains themselves are entirely different iterations than they are from the main timeline and and yep, but, but, that, same but that's the spider going Yep, it's Spider Gwen, but it's like it's and that's the best part about that's why again that's why Spider Man is the most popular character in the world because no matter which story you read from him, you get to grow with Spider Man in a way that you don't get to in with with almost any other any character with most characters in DC and and I mean that's again that's also why Marvel is more popular than them because I think and it's that issue because. Marvel does reboot similarly, similarly, like around the same amount as, as um, DC. But again, even when they reboot, the powers are constant. You don't see random power ups. You don't see like I think the most random powers would be Iron Man getting a new suit, and it's not even random because he's a fucking genius. And they tell you from the beginning that he's a fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? Like you not like you're not. And even if this that. And even let's say like we talk about even even with that, Iron Man's powers are still pretty constant. He has a suit. He shoots phasers. He flies. Like the phasers might be and more powerful. The, like the big changes when Marvel reboots is typically with like team affiliations or, yes. or like some backgrounds. Like with like when Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Like sometimes when they reboot, they're fully mutants, and sometimes they're not. They're Avengers. Like you know what I mean. So it's like things like things like that. I think uh, have been the most interesting. Well, and by the way, shout out to Hickman's. X-Men is amazing. If you haven't been reading it, like definitely go read this new run of X-Men. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up. Bottom, you know, because, you know, they only, they only started running X-Men again because, you know, they acquired uh, they acquired them on the uh, movie side. That's the only right. reason they started running X-Men. So yeah, they, they, yeah, they were trying to Disney kill them off. Them they were trying off. to replace yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, they were Disney trying to replace them killing with them humans. Because they didn't have the movie rights, and then they got the movie rights back. So they're trying to uh, bring them back now. The death of Wolverine. Oh man. Yeah. This X-Men run is amazing. I, I can't say I can't say it. there's only there's like of the six or seven stories that they've spawned out of that initial X-Men uh reboot, there's only one storyline that I really don't get into. And it ain't because it's bad, it's just because it's it's just not my cup, and that's the Excalibur uh mm-hmm. team. Like it's a little bit out there. That's not really for me. That deals more with magic and other worlds and all that kind of shit. But um, it's, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's still good to somebody. It's just not my cup. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm really loving the X Men. You know, they 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 were my favorite you know, when I was growing up. Um, 
Them and Wildcats, super random. Shout out to Wildcats. I don't know if anybody else remembers Wildcats from the 90s, but they were my shit too. Um, and then, um, then obviously X-Men, and then I liked uh, Hulk growing up, and yeah. they're really doing X-Men justice. Right. And, and and just yeah, to I guess that. kind of go on a, a, a tangent about like your Marvel's DC, I've always and even in the movies, I think the reason why Marvel's been much more successful than DC is because of the diversity in their characters. And even Marvel's still nowhere near diverse enough. Like in no mm-hmm. shots are they even close to being as diverse to even match up with manga, like in any realm of the word. But they're still fucking way more diverse than DC. Like and that's yeah, and that's, absolutely. And that's, like DC again, they like and and I like this. This is low keeping like a rag on DC's entire time, but um, <laughs> I didn't mean to come up like that. But you know, DC, I be having I be having issues with DC. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking do the static movie, but um, <laughs> well to to kind of to kind of add on to that too, I think what um where Marvel kind of has an advantage over DC with their characters, um, and this is. This is kind of a a big. Um, I mean, I, I, this is where Stan Lee for them was very important, but mm-hmm. uh, his his Marvel characters are very human, so yeah. they're relatable. Whereas DC characters are more so like this larger than outside of Batman, and even Batman kind of becomes, mm-hmm. you know, part of that too. But they're very like larger than life, you know, extraordinary, non-human, over-the-top superpower kind of thing, you know, born with their powers. And yeah, whereas with Marvel, it's like a lot of these characters are or were actual humans. And then something happens where, you know, they end up with these powers, like, you know, Superman gets, I mean, not Superman, Spider-Man gets bitten by radioactive spider or the hulk is a you know this genius scientist who experiment with radiation goes wrong or you know iron man he's he's just a genius but he's still a regular human you know so it's like these characters are a lot more um kind of relatable because yeah because they're so human whereas with DC characters like, oh, Superman, he was born already strong when he came to Earth, or Wonder Woman, who was born, you know, at Themyscira, where everyone kind of has these superpowers, and Aquaman, who's literally, you know, Poseidon, basically, who's the god of the sea. So it's like, all these characters are larger than life. They're not really human. They're aliens, or they're some type of god-like being. Whereas Marvel is like, okay, there's this regular human who got put into kind of this uh, extraordinary circumstance, and now they have to figure out how they're going to make life work. And that's actually yeah. a good point. I you mean, know, and the only yeah. ones that are kind of born with it is the X Men. But even but even then, but even then, oppression. But even then, you have to talk about the mutants. They they have an X gene because we have a whole House of M storyline where the X gene's gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone. So it's kind of like and. And so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, that's all I want to say about the X Men, but because I, I was, I was trying to think of Marvel characters where they're literally born with their power and there's no nothing that happens. And DC, I can think of a few. DC doesn't have a few where people you know have accidents and something like that would become. But like you think of the main lineup, 
and it's very few. Well, that's the thing about um, that's the thing about DC though. They have a main lineup. Marvel doesn't have like a main lineup. lineup. Like you know what I mean? Like um, there's so many different characters that they have there that all stand out on their own. There is like I don't think there is no big three. I mean, from for Marvel. I mean, and I know recently Iron Man and uh, and Captain America and all of them have gotten super popular since the movies came out. But they weren't that popular before those movies came out. They were fringe oh, no, characters. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's why they had the rights to them still because no, those are the characters yeah. no one wanted to do movies for. And there's so there's and so there's no there's no trinity like with Marvel. So they can literally just pick any one of their characters. And build a movie around them or build a good story mm-hmm. around them independently and it's not a problem like whereas marvel everything kind of spins out of superman batman wonder woman and, you know and it's like they got well the whole justice league lineup is that's it like you know what i'm saying like it's like mm-hmm. that's, these are all the heroes whereas in marvel all the heroes there's just so many it's such a vast library of really solid characters that are like like he said very human very relatable i mean because even the ones like that aren't super relatable like you know doc, let's say like dr doom you know what i mean like but he's huge following somebody that started off very human mm-hmm. he was following started off very human and he like and he and he progressed to where he is now like you know what i'm saying he didn't start he didn't start as this all-powerful person with his own continent you know, I mean, he was a ruler of his own country. That's something that gradually happened over time. And so, yeah, it's, you know, it's Marvel's just better. <laughs> and I, I, want, I wanted to say. I, I mean, you could. Mm-hmm. No, I was, was going to say, I, was, I wanted to say, thinking about, um, thinking about that. Um, oh, my gosh. What am I saying? I forgot. I just forgot it. Oh, my gosh. I just forgot it. Oh, my, he, oh my gosh. DC, no, Marvel. Oh, I can't remember. Give me a second. Give me a second. I, I've had that happen to me before, but um, <laughs> I, I was going to say you you could you could make an argument that Marvel's big three are Spider Man, Hulk, and Wolverine. Um, yeah, and I mean, there I'm sure there's people that will argue against that. That you know, you can make an argument against that as well. It's not as rock solid as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman being the big three of DC. Um, yeah, well, Spider Man and Wolverine argument. for sure. That third one is the one that's shaky. Like you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you, Marvel, Wolverine and Spider Man are definitely like two <laughs> of the more. The, I think they are the two most popular Marvel characters um, mm-hmm. by a wide margin. Yeah. Um, and then who's number three? Really? Uh, Probably Iron, Iron Man. Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe would, Iron Man now. Yeah, I would say before. Before the Marvel, before the movies, I would say three was Hulk. Um, yeah, because yep. they, they they've held the I, Hulk in the movies. Yeah, I, I think the movies kind of screwed things up for him. Um, That's because Universal won't give up then, the right. I mean, also, yeah, but also like, spy people people don't know this. Spider Man and the Hulk were the time person of the year in like 1971 or something like that and like that's the i think it's Mm. the only time that uh a comic book character has ever been on the on the time person of the year list (laughs) (laughs) so that that's kind of 
that gives you a perspective All you real of people how suck. big the two we, of them we were. Pick an imaginary that person. <laughs> we're not going to pick the writers who made it. We're going to pick the people they made. <laughs> right. Right. We're not. It's not going to be Stanley. It's going to be Spider Man and the Hulk. <laughs> uh, and I remember right. my thoughts. So my thought was Tom when you talked, man. Oh, I was going to say, Brandon, when you talked about, my thought was, Brandon, when you were talking about um, how, like, you know, the depth of the characters of Marvel versus DC, the, of the biggest, and this is the, really the easiest comparison, if we talk about the Suicide Squad movie versus the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Now, you can argue <laughs> how bad Suicide Squad mm-hmm. is. We all know it sucks. But no one give a fuck yeah. about the characters. No one give a fuck about the no one get no, like no one cares about El Diablo. No one like the only two characters people cared about were Deadshot and Harley Quinn. And that's because Harley Quinn is connected to the Joker who's connected to Batman. That's because Deadshot is connected to Batman. Everybody else we didn't give a fuck about. While Guardians of the Galaxy. Can I, can I go on a rant about that movie real quick? Just the last part you got. Like, it's like, well, Guardians of the Galaxy oh. like it was a whole new IP that just came out of nowhere, even though it's been running for a while yeah. then, and people just accepted it because they're not connected to anybody. They're not connected to Iron Man. They're not connected to this. They were just like some random people in space that's fighting people. That's it. All right, go ahead. I don't need a Suicide Squad rant. Let's go. Oh, Suicide Squad. It's a fucking terrible movie. And um, the okay, <laughs> my biggest... So I love... Now, I love the Suicide Squad comic books right and then the animated movies the book my biggest pet peeve and i'll try to make this as short as possible my my biggest pet peeve with the suicide squad movie is that they acting like they're best friends like they literally go from hey we're all locked up we find out we have bombs in our head to like the next scene they're all joking and boisterous and acting like they've been doing this shit for like forever where and it pissed that really just fucking drove me nuts because usually what happened is You'll have that scene where old buddy tried to escape and he gets blown up. That, they usually do like a small mission where they kind of go on the mission, the person tries to escape, they get blown up, and then they, everybody else is like, oh shit, this is real. And then they do that mission, and then they go then they go do like the big real mission. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that, like that shows you how DC really kind of tried to skip over the world building of the characters. Because like these characters literally get were in jail, have no idea who each other are outside of maybe reputation, and then the next minute they're in the bar drinking drinks and telling each other personal stories and shit. And it's like, where the fuck is the development of of these characters and this relationship that they have now? And um, so yeah, that movie was. And then the villain was the villain didn't make. Fuck. Didn't make any sense. It was a huge MacGuffin. Just can't just just the whole. The whole idea, oh, yes. I'm going to create this technological thing to destroy the world. And then it's just like a giant tornado with stuff in it. And I'm like, hmm. And how I'm she got like, beat made no sense either. Uh, so. Right. Like, nothing about that shit made any sense. Like, and, and you know what? And it was an opportunity for them to take some of those lesser known characters like Diablo and really kind of like, at, like show, show what they can do and kind of create a new fan base for them. And they didn't. They screwed it up. Of course. Then they killed. They killed. They killed. That whole movie reminded me of like. Then don't they kill Diablo off? Kind of, but he's. Yeah, he kind of dies, but I mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The movie was terrible. Like, and that's just really it. The whole movie was terrible, and then 
that movie spun into Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn movie, which was just which fucking worse. terrible. Which is horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Birds, Birds of Prey, okay, my problem is Birds of Prey could have been a, a really good movie. Because honestly, the, the three people, the three people that you got to play the birds, I thought they did I think acting wise, that wasn't the issue. Every fucking thing else was. And <laughs> I didn't like the characters either. Like, I didn't like the actresses, which I love Journey Smollett, but yeah. uh yeah, no, she wasn't black canary my like, No, she wasn't that. No. And and then just yeah, the whole story, none of the story didn't even make any sense. No. Like it didn't make any sense, and then Huntress, the girl that like the hunt, that yeah, this is gonna make me sad. Are you trying to make me depressed on the podcast? <laughs> I didn't mean to. Like terrible. Like I've 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 been to vent about this movie since I watched it to anybody because Birds of Prey pissed me off because I wanted it to be good, but once that when they added a Harley Quinn, I was like, okay, that was like one strike. I'm like, all right, this is good. Then I saw the trailer and I was like, two strikes. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Then I actually watched the movie and I was like, wow, this is fucking garbage. And I think there's two moments that I, I think really cemented it for garbage. There was the random, there's a random music scene where she's singing when she's yep. in the Black Mass. I was like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Um, and then two, it's the part where they're fighting at the uh, amusement park, or whatever. And uh, I forget which one. I forget where her name is, but she falls out the window. Right, and then she just kind of magically yeah. appears back in the room, and I'm like, "You fell out of a fucking window! Like you don't have it." I'm, like, I'm not saying she's dead, but you're not you're not climbing back up and fighting somebody after you just fell out a window. And I mean, there's there's so many parts about that movie I did I dislike the parts yeah. about where you know Jerry Smith was she singing, and I think her what she's singing about was too on the fucking nose. Like it's it's like they're screaming in your face of. Black Mask is a bad guy. Black Mask is a bad guy. Black Mask is a bad guy. Like they're screaming in your face the entire movie. They don't give like it's 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 one of those movies where they treat their audience like they're so fucking dumb. Like we're so stupid, we don't understand. <laughs> like that's like that's how the movie was to me. But the thing is, I wanted I yeah. wanted to be good. Like I think you know Black Mask and Zaz. I think was it was interesting how they did their dynamic. I thought it was good. I didn't necessarily hate the characters. Mm -hmm. I hate the scripts. I hate the scripts. I hate how they made Harley Quinn way too fucking important. Harley Quinn, if anything, should have been a background character or something. I honestly, Harley but Quinn, didn't need, that's Harley Quinn didn't need to be in the fucking movie. I mean, being honest. That was my biggest gripe about it. They tried to make it a Harley Quinn movie, but then they sandwiched the Birds of Prey in it, which those people that that's a completely that's two separate, completely separate storylines and like comic books. And it's like if they were gonna do a Harley Quinn movie, then they should have had Catwoman and uh Poison Ivy in it. Yeah, you know, that should have been like her little her little girl group of people. But mm -hmm. then to try to sandwich her into the birds of prey, who have a completely different cast of mm -hmm. people, there it should have been Black Canary, Bat Bat Girl, yeah, Barbara Gordon's Bat Girl, and then Huntress and or um, old girl with the katana from uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, like she should have been in that movie, and it's like. Y'all trying to mash all this shit together and then tell us this is going to be something good. Like, you shouldn't have done it. And then they marketed it as Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, when realistically it was really just Harley Quinn mm -hmm. and then these other motherfuckers in the movie. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they wanted to, if they wanted Harley in the movie, they should have just did, um, what do they call it? So, uh, Gotham City Sirens? Is that yes. it? Yes. That's, that's, that's her, one. Poison Ivy, and uh, Catwoman. Catwoman. And that would have been. And they go up against the Riddler. 
That would have been a great breakup. That would have been great. Yeah. Because her going back to the comfortability of them. Too. Yeah, it would have been, it would have worked. It worked really well. And then having, you know, Batman right. in there. And then but Harley real, and, there was There would have been real lore for them to pull too. from. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they would have had, they would have been able to fall back on actual, like, years and years of actual lore. That's the biggest reason why these DCEU movies fucking fail is because DC act, DCEU acts like the comic books don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Marvel goes out of their way to adapt the comic book storylines into in a way that makes sense for the, the MCU. For the movie. That's yeah. the biggest win. Mm-hmm. And even though like they can't do everything exactly how they do it in the comic book, <laughs> it gets close enough or it hits certain it hits enough of the plot points that you're like, okay, yeah, that's it. And it makes mm-hmm. sense. The MCU. Yeah. And I, I mean, for the MCU, I think just to, you know, don't want to run it too long, but just, just to kind of hit on, I think Spider-Man is Spider-Man Homecoming and uh, Far From Home. I think they're two, they're only two victims of the MCU. Um, even though I really like Far From Home. Far From Home was probably one of my favorite Spider-Man just because they did Mysterio so fucking well. Right. Mysterio yeah, is yeah. so... He was awesome. I, I still don't know if people don't like like Mysterio alone makes me like the fucking movie, but like, but I love, uh, but he's the only victim of it because and people talk about calling him Tony Stark Jr., which is a fair, it's, it's a fair assessment, but it's because of how they, because how they had to put him in the world where you know he had he's been a hero, you know, less than the times, less than the you know the amount of times that you know um, the Avengers have existed. So, like, while, while when you go back to the comic books, it's more of simultaneous in a way. This, you know, this is, you know, way after. This is after they saved the world a few times. This is after, you know, Thor had, had his adventures and they've all had his adventures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a spider person swinging through downtown. So, like, they had to be, it wouldn't have made sense if he, as a, as a nerd, as a technological genius, as, as, a, as a person who looked up to the heroes, it would not have made sense if he didn't look at Tony Stark, and it also wouldn't have made sense if Tony Stark did not reach out to him, seeing right. as you, he saw his ability, and you know, and him being the the main hero, you know, within Queens and that part of New York, it, it, it like it would make right. sense for him not to. So I think it's the only victim of it. But even then, they have done so yeah, many nods to the comic books, you know, within the movies, and kept as 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 tight as they could in a lot of ways to you know him and his comic book self. My and only I mean, plus Spider-Man about is Spider-Man. A, a kid. He's a kid. Yeah. So, like, yeah. of course, of course, he's going to get a mentor when he's he's brought into the Avengers, who are these, you know, kind of superhumans, but they're all adults. And mm-hmm. he's 14, 15 years old, and he just found out he has superpowers. Like, I would want a mentor. Do, can you imagine if you were 14 years old and you found out you have spider powers now? <laughs> you have super strength and can, can web sling and you're 14. You're, yeah. So like, of course, you they would give him a mentor who's an adult who's been doing this for, you know, however long now because he's a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, my only complaint is that they, my only complaint about Spider-Man, well, two complaints. One, it's literally the only, of, the, of all the Marvel movies, it's the only one that's completely you kind of have to have seen all the other movies for that movie to make 
as to why like the, like his relationship is with Iron Man and why there's a bunch of Iron Man like like uh, more more or was it uh, murals all over the all over the city and stuff. Like his his movies, the only one you really kind of have to go and see the rest of the movies to make sense outside mm-hmm. of Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The second thing that bothered me about Spider Man in the MCU is that this I feel like it was a perfect opportunity for them to bring Miles Morales to the um to to the main stage because we've seen Peter Parker movies like a lot of times in the last like mm-hmm. what two decades you know what I'm saying and they used a lot of cues from Miles Morales's storyline anyway and mm-hmm. so they basically took his best friend his like his his school setup and made Peter Parker like Miles Morales when they could have just done Miles Morales and it would have been a fresh fresh new take on spider-man that would have allowed that would have actually allowed sony to have peter parker in their movies mm-hmm. and venom not be a solo with no spider-man and morbius not have spider-man and we in mcu could have still had their own spider-man mm-hmm. and it would have made sense it would have worked mm-hmm. that's and that's you know that's a really like minute gripe but you know what i mean but i feel like that was just a missed opportunity no you're you're 100 right on that because you know, coming from somebody like myself who I've read some of this, I've not read all of them, but I've read some of the Spider-Man comics. I've seen almost all, I think I've probably seen every single animated series for Spider-Man and stuff like that. When they brought him and Ned was his best friend and the whole school setup was entirely different. And even even his villains, they've characterized them differently than they necessarily were in like his main, his, you know, his, his multiple main continuities. It's still kind of different. If they had with Miles, I think not only would it have been a welcome sight to see them mainstreaming, mainstreaming uh, Miles, it would have also, again, like you said, it would have, it would have gave Sony that ability to have, you know, their own spark. Because, because remember, MCU, and they even say it in the in the comic, you know, comic company and the movie company, it's not Earth six six one six. It's a it's a Earth right. two thousand something like that two one something like that some you know crazy number so they could have Miles in it they could have Miles in that and we could dig it and Sony could have made their Spider Man universe six one six or you know what as some other alternate universe where Spider Man is you know not not you know interrupted by the Avengers so the fact that they right. did that just you know now everybody's like is Tom Holland gonna go play Peter Parker in the Sony universe and and I'm like I don't really want that. You know, I like, wish he doesn't either. <laughs> I don't really want. No. Like, <laughs> he doesn't want that either. <laughs> but I, I and that's the but, thing. Uh, I mean, I, they could have. I mean, but if they would have went with a, um, but even if they would have tried to keep the movies, the universes connected, if they would have had two different Spider Men, they they would have been able to have that mentor kind of relationship because mm-hmm. Peter Parker does mentor Miles, like for a very short period of time. Before he dies, like you know what I'm saying, and then yeah. and then Mary Jane and uh, Aunt May give him like the they give him the, the either the suit or the web shooters. I can't remember uh, when he first when he's first introduced in the Ultimate storyline, and it's like they take him to like Peter's old uh, workshop, oh, like all, all the yeah. Spider-Man stuff is yeah, and they, and they give him all the stuff like that could have still happened, like and it could have connected those worlds in. A way where Miles could still be in the MCU and Peter could still talk about stuff that's happening in the MCU, but he's like, nah, Miles is handling that shit, and I'm over here handling my shit. Yeah. 
So and, he, I, and it would have made sense. I think that's where they're going to go with it. Uh, I, and that's why I think they went with Tom and Peter Parker to start with Spider-Man and MCU because I, I do think that they are eventually going to get to Miles. Um, but I think, I think maybe they wanted to go with give us some Peter first and then they're going to probably ultimately have him kind of pass the torch. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just, I, my thing, like looking at the way that they've been planning yeah. the MCU out is like everything's kind of planned. They're planning things years in advance and then they're making like adjustments as they need to. But I do think that they have like this huge plan kind of mapped out um, for like for MCU still going 10 years down the line. You know what I mean? So I, I think they may be, and not to defend them, but this is just kind of what I think is that they're probably keeping Miles and kind of in their back pocket so that, you know, they can pull him out when they need to. I hope that's I right. think Miles will be introduced in the next Spider-Man, honestly. Like they've already they've already kind of put that Easter egg that he's he exists. Like we yeah. know he exists because of the uh Donald Glover's character is the prowler. Mm-hmm. He, or he's exactly. gonna so I'm thinking either either Donald Glover is gonna become the prowler in the next movie or we're gonna get off? Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that would be dope if they it, actually yeah. did that. But and that the Donald Glover cameo is what makes me think that because we see that he's prowler. And he meant when he has that meeting with Peter and uh, I think it was homecoming, he says to him, like, I have a, you know, I don't want these weapons in this neighborhood because I have a, a nephew that lives around here. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, then in the, in the in cut scene, he, <laughs> he actually calls him on the phone. Now he actually calls him on the phone in a, in a, on a deleted scene. So like he mm. actually says he calls Miles on the phone. And he tell him he ain't gonna be able to pick him up for some shit. So Miles exists really? in okay. Yeah, he exists yeah, so he in that Spider Man yeah. universe. Yeah, so it's like he's coming. We just don't know when. And when? I think they he's definitely coming now after it entered the Spider Verse did crazy numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he, which, 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 they're doing the, the Miles Morales Spider Man game. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Miles is coming. They which which again? The 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 um the success of Into the Spider Verse could have been predicted by any black person in the country that oh, knew yeah. about. It. Like it's, it's so it's it's easy. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we've been asking for for Miles on TV for years. <laughs> like static, like Miles. they were just slow on the uptake. Super slow. They could definitely make so much money easily with you know having more black actors in the movies. But to to make a long 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 discussion short, um. Uh, answer the original question. Mangaverse comics. Um, for me personally, I definitely. Although I love comics, I've loved comics since I, you know, since I was growing up. I think I've become, and for me, it's split because I'll say this: manga definitely does not have enough black people. And that's just because it's Japan, and I can't, I can't be, I can be mad at that. I can want to change that, but there's nothing I can totally do about it. Well, except make your own story. Yeah, I mean, ninety. 90- 98 99% of Japan is Japanese so yeah. <laughs> so so it's hard to expect diversity from them when there isn't any diversity there really to begin with yeah 
Right. So um, I, I'll say this. I, I, I'll, for me, my final conclusion versus the two would be that I enjoy manga for its diverse diversity in thought, diversity in creativity, diversity in you know, different types of stories. And I love it for that. But I will always love comics for giving me you know, black characters that I can, you know, love and follow for as long as they allow their run to last. Because who knows when the fuck they're going to end it. But for as long as they run, longer run that uh, last. Um, so just to just to finish off, what do you guys think? Um, I, I'm hmm, I'm on the fence. I prefer I do prefer. Well, no, I'm not. I prefer manga these days, honestly. Um, and. I love comic books. I think I probably, of the three of us, I probably read the most comic books probably actively right now. Um, but I, I think manga, man, I love, I love the, the way that, I love the storytelling, I love the growth, I love the, that stories actually end um, in manga. That's probably my favorite thing about it, like, like with Demon Slayer. Like Demon Slayer mm-hmm. was wonderful up until, you know what I mean? And it, even though it ended, it was like, I'm happy the way it ended. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a, a sense of, like, completion. Um, so, as far as storytelling-wise, yeah, I, I prefer manga these days. But I still love my comics, man. I'll, I'll never stop reading comics. Yeah. Um, I just want the movies to be better. I want the, <laughs> I want the cartoon movies to be better for Marvel, and I want the actual movies to be better for DC. That's, um, that's 100. You ain't tell a lie. And so, yeah. All right, Keith, what you got? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm gonna go with manga, uh, mm-hmm. just cause and I, I just I didn't grow up a big reader of either one to be honest. I just in the last I don't know really maybe year and a half two years started um, to read manga a little bit more, um, but I never really got into comics like that. I love. Like I've always loved anime. I've loved animated shows. Um, any but even like comic based animated shows versus anime, I would go with anime. Um, I just I feel like the storytelling is is a little bit more interesting. Uh, the characters tend to be a little bit more interesting. Um, and, and I and I I just like that with manga. It's not always like superheroes you know i can read a mm-hmm. romance manga or a drama mm-hmm. manga you know and because that's kind of what i read more is the drama stuff with manga like mm-hmm. i read domestic girlfriend <laughs> and like quintessential quintuplets like that's and, and i don't know what it is because even with shonen manga i can't like super it, it doesn't hold my attention the way that the, the animes do mm-hmm. but with the more slice of life type boring. stuff yeah, it's like, and for me, like with action stuff, I want to see it move. You know, mm. I like to look at still pictures of action. Whereas with drama, I can, I'm okay with, you know, still pictures because it's it's not action. I don't need to see it move. I just need to get the story really. So, um, so drama and and stuff like that works a little bit better, uh, for me at least with manga. Mm. And then also so manga is more self-contained. I don't have to go and look, find this book for this other character's story and this other character and stuff like that. So everything's in the manga. That's a great point. Those are great points. Um, the only knock of manga is that 
all the char- most of the characters are like like I, I that's something I do appreciate about comics. Outside of like a few characters actually have adult adults. Um but that's such a No, but you're right though. I mean that's my biggest problem with a lot of um manga and anime also like and somebody's mentioned it before like a lot of anime feels like it's just you know they always telling stories of people in like you know in uh in their high school you know like in middle school is like and I'm, I'm not saying you can't do that we love it we still love it i mean I, it's still great stories but you know making some more adult series or at least you know stories where they they progress into adulthood and they continue in adulthood um would be awesome or you know It'd be great to, you know, read and watch. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys both for coming on again. I love the conversation. Definitely got to have this again. There's still so much more that could have been said. Like, we could have probably went for, like, a whole another hour. Yeah, we, uh, we could have went for another two hours, probably. We didn't even <laughs> talk about manga a whole lot. <laughs> we no, we did. Like, like, yeah. we, just, we just ripped in the comics. <laughs> My bad. I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. <laughs> Um, so um, I'm not sorry if we offended any Superman stands. That seems like a you problem, not a us problem. Um, but uh, thank you all for listening. And um, I, you know, uh, thank you for thank you. For, I mean, if you listen, you you pay for our Patreon, so really thank you. And uh, more episodes are coming um, definitely within the next next few weeks, next few months. It's going to be a great experience. And again, thank you, Keith. Thank you, Brandon. Um, and talk to y'all later. Peace. Concept and power pack still live.